Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Cleveland Browns Dog Pound South podcast, part of the Fans First Sports Network. I'm Steve Gill. I'm your host. Got a lot to talk about today. Uh, I'll get to the game in a minute uh, from Thursday night. Um, if uh, you follow me uh, on uh, my podcast, uh, dogpoundsouth.net. Uh, the title was, When Does a Tie Feel Like a Win? So we'll talk about that in a minute. But first, let's get to the whole reason that I do this uh, podcast is because sometimes um, the media air in Cleveland gets polluted with a notion and it just steamrolls. It stampedes. And this was the passing game. Oh my God. After the Washington, Oh, the passing game, the long passing game. It's, it's not there. I'm worried about it. it it's just, I don't see how they're going to fix it. Well, um, true. Uh, I think what happened was during minicamp and the OTAs when Marquise Goodwin was healthy and catching long, deep passes from all the quarterbacks, the media was thrilled. But when he reportedly, when he got his uh, reported that he had blood clots and he was no longer practicing, it went away. He wasn't catching those long passes. I think the local media up there in Cleveland got a little bit spoiled seeing these long passes to Marquise Goodman. He is the fastest wide receiver. Maybe Schwartz, uh, maybe up there with him, but he is the fastest wide receiver. Um, but you know, Schwartz. I don't Big shorts is going to make the roster. I think he's a practice squad candidate at best. But anyway, so that's why I do this because I don't, I don't, I take everything the local media when they get into panic mode. I mean, it's freaking August. It's the preseason. Um, you you hear Joe Thomas on the radio. You hear one of my favorite, Gerard Cherry. Guys with NFL experience and, you know, the local media goes, is he showing too much? Is he showing too much? Is Stefanski showing too much of the offense? And they both sit there and go, no, not really. It's mostly vanilla. Uh, that's what I expected. So why would he show long passing routes? I mean, I have, I'm not worried about the passing game. I am not worried about Deshaun Watson. Like I said, I went back and looked, watched his uh, when he played for Houston in 2018, 2019. 
this is the Deshaun Watson we're going to get. And speaking of, I fully expect, and this has been reported in Cleveland, that he will play, the starters will play, minus Nick Chubb and Miles Garrett, in the first part of the next game against in Kansas City. I don't think it's going to be a half, but I know, I know it's not going to be one series for both. So rest assured, and plus the time off. I mean, we're talking about August 26th all the way to September 10th. So, yeah, I expect them to play more in uh, Kansas City, and I fully expect uh, Andy Reid and the Chiefs to start Patrick Mahomes and most of their starters as well. I mean, he's shown in the past that he does that. So that said, little news. Uh, I'm recording this early because I'm going to be on the road on Monday, heading uh, out of town for a quick vacation. But news today, uh, Joel Batonio, restructured contract, saved the Browns roughly about $9 million, brought their cap space up to 22.6, which is second behind Arizona. Uh, they are no longer number one in cash spent. That belongs to the Jets, of course. Uh, and the Browns are second in cash spent. There's a difference in salary cap and cap spent. Cap spent will be much greater. Cash spent will be much greater than the salary cap because it takes into all the, you know, signing bonus, the things that don't, you know, upfront cash that doesn't count against the cap. Uh, third is uh, Baltimore because they're paying Lamar Jackson $80 billion. So that's good. Now, do not expect the Browns to go out and spend a ton of spend any of that nine million dollars. What they're doing is they're setting it up so they can carry this money forward next year when they are desperately going to need it. Uh, they are going to need cash added to what the expected salary cap to be, which according to over the cap is supposed to be 256 million, which they're pretty close. I mean, they only missed this, this year's cap by $200,000. So I'll take their word for it. Um, so this money is going to go for the future. Uh, will they do any other restructures? It wouldn't be nice if Miles Garrett did a restructure and Amari Cooper. Let's see if they do that. Uh, that would be great. I mean, that would give them even more flexibility. The whole idea is to keep a talented roster as long as possible, spend the money when your opportunity, your window of opportunity is open to, to make the playoffs and go to the Super Bowl. And I think this team is prepared to do it. They're setting up not just for 2024, but beyond, especially 2025 when things might get a little bit hairy. Um, so that's, you know, that's what's happening today. On to the game against the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. I consider this a tie a win. Simply, I'm looking at the entire week, the scrimmages and the preseason game. Scrimmage one went to Cleveland by virtue of their defense. Scrimmage two overwhelmingly went to Philadelphia again by virtue of their defense. I was really impressed in the first half when all the second teamers, if you had noticed on Philadelphia's defense, they were playing some starters. I mean, they had some starting linebackers. They had their number one draft pick in there, defensive end. Uh, they were playing some starters against the Browns' number twos. First series, man. DTR takes it right down the field, 75 yards, 12 play. Forget the fact that John Kelly fumbled 
uh, going in, trying to get into the end zone. John Kelly will not be playing. It would be Nick Chubb. So I was just very impressed. Uh, we did see some long passes uh, with, in the first half with DTR. And um, I'm very impressed with this kid. Is he going to supplant uh, Josh Dobbs now? They are not gonna. They are not gonna try to slip Josh Dobbs. They're not gonna cut him and hope that he resigns with the uh, <laughs> for the practice squad. That's not gonna happen. Somebody's gonna claim he has NFL experience. Look at the situation in the NFL with starting quarterbacks. Look at who some of these teams are starting. I mean, it's. It's a, a bad situation in a lot of teams. Luckily, the Browns have a franchise quarterback, and I feel better with a, a, a number two backup having NFL experience. Sure, Josh Dobbs didn't play well in his first exhibition game. We'll get to see more of him against Kansas City. He's He'll get reps this week, and then he'll have a lot of practice time before September 10th. And again, DTR, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, will not make the practice squad. I keep saying this, and I'll pound this into the ground. Other people agree with me. They have to carry three quarterbacks on their final 53. In the past, they've done two. The last two years, they've done two quarterbacks with somebody on the practice squad. They cannot afford to lose Dorian Thompson Robinson, and he would be scooped up in a heartbeat. So um, other than that, um, I'm very impressed with the offensive line. Um, Dewan Jones looked good. I think James Hudson played better. Got called for the stupidest holding call I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, he didn't even hold the guy. The guy was on the ground, for Christ's sake. He fell down. I mean, how can you hold somebody when he's falling down? Maybe he was trying to hold him up so he could practice his tackling. I mean, practice his blocking. But, you know, that was stupid. Um, Nick Harris played extremely well at center. And I noticed again, Luke Whipler playing right next to him at left guard. Keep an eye on that when you're thinking about the 53-man roster. Uh, Nick Harris played good enough to start at center. You got to remember, last year, he beat out Post for the starting center. He beat him out before the first preseason game. Then he got hurt. Um, Nick Harris will either be on this roster if they put Whipler at backup guard or he's going to be starting for another team. If they can work out a trade, I'm, I'm sure they would, would do that and get something back. Um, Michael Dunn is the most underrated backup offensive lineman on this, on this team. He can, uh, he can play center. He can play guard. Uh, he just goes out there and does his job. Uh, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and I'll talk more about the offense and man, number two defense. Okay. I think we're fine at wide receiver. Um, I really do. Uh, if, um, uh, Marquise Goodwin is placed on a non-injury football list, um, after the 53 comes up, I think Sam, I think, uh, Austin Watkins is going to make this team. Now, you might ask, well, what happens with uh, Hakeem Grant and uh, Jalen Darton, their return guys? Well, if you haven't noticed, um, Demetric Felton's been doing a lot of return duties. 
And last year, the kick returner was Jerome Ford, and the punt returner was uh, DPJ. So I have a feeling that, and I still think they need a, a backup a veteran running back, but so far I've been impressed with uh, Demetric Felton. So I would think he might make it as the third. The only thing that bothers me, he can't pass protect. they got to really work on his pass blocking. Um, but I think he might make the team as a running back slash return guy. And he also gives you insurance in, uh, as a wide receiver. Um, I still think they're going to carry six wide receivers, three tight ends, three running backs, 10 offensive linemen. Uh, you can't convince me. And three quarterbacks. You can't convince me of otherwise. Um, now, um, I, I, I can be comfortable with Felton as the number three back. Uh, I'm a little more comfortable with Dewan Jones and Hudson as the backup tackles. Uh, also, I thought the uh, the two veteran guards that they have, uh, Gossett and Martin, I think Martin is playing much better with more the more time he gets than Gossett. So he could be a, a practice squad guy. So, and as for tight end, luckily Harrison Bryant's going to be back this week because none of the tight ends did anything anything Thursday night defense. Oh my God. These are the backups. These, they, they were all over the number two offense for the Eagles. I mean, man, a safety, another safety, two games, two safeties. Can anybody out there remember the last time the Browns got a safety in a regular season game? I can't. Um, Another interception for uh, Ronnie Hickman. Then he got a concussion, and now he's been cleared of the concussion protocol, so that's good news. Um, defensive lineman, I'm glad to see Shelby Harris. That was a great signing. He is such a good veteran. I mean, if you watched him during that game, his, his recognition, defensive recognition is outstanding. It's like he knows what's going to happen before it happens. Uh, Jordan Elliott, again, starting odd, very odd. Um, no, no, no one really special at defensive end. Uh, Isaiah McGuire, eh, he had a better game than he did against Washington, but, uh, that might bear watching, um, come cutdown day, which is the 29th of August. Um, that may bear if, if a, a, a good veteran defensive end, um, is cut, I'm sure the Browns are going to call linebacker. <laughs> oh my God. Diabate, uh, Diabate, um, deserves to be on this roster. That kid is now he's not great in spaces occasionally, but his recognition is phenomenal. Uh, Tony Fields will make the roster. Um, I'm just, I'm just impressed with this kid. He, he's good. And in the secondary, Cameron Mitchell showing what he's got. Um, I think they're going to carry nine defensive linemen, six linebackers, and probably six corners and four safeties. And speaking of safety, Ronnie Hickman is really pushing DeAnthony Bell. I've always liked DeAnthony Bell because of uh, what he brings, special teams. Uh, but Bubba Ventrone's special teams is more linebacker-oriented than it is uh, 
secondary oriented. He likes linebackers. He likes fast linebackers in his special teams. That's why I think uh, Diabate has a chance because um, he is quick. And Tony Fields is a great special teamer. So just remember that when you're thinking about all this stuff because um, the cut down date, I, I really can't see any teams making heavy-duty cuts between now and uh, next weekend. Uh, you still got one more game to play. And it's such a long layoff between the 26th and when the games really start. I mean, it's uh, one you know, over two weeks. So teams want to get as much as best looks as they can as these young players. Now let's talk about the practice squad. 16-man practice squad. Of those 16 players, six can be vested NFL veterans with two or more vested years. So that leaves 10 of the practice squad to be one-year players or rookies. So when you're thinking about, well, this guy will make the press squad, this guy will make the practice squad, and they're, they're three-year veterans, uh, there's only six positions available and you know they're going to keep backup wide receivers you know he's going to keep a backup tight end you know he's going to keep um some defensive linemen uh, linebackers especially what happened last year and um maybe and an offensive lineman and two and you know and hopefully a kicker let's talk about Cade york uh i don't think they're going to cut him I don't think they're going to bring a veteran in like Robbie Gold unless he goes out against Kansas City and just bombs, misses everything, has like uh, two field goals and two extra points and misses all four. Um, then you're going to see a, a veteran. Uh, but right now, I think it would – and it's too late. I mean, they should have done this beginning of training camp. Bring in some competition. Bring in somebody off the street. Um, at worst, it'll give them a little uh, competition in, in training camp and in practices. Also, it'll be a nice sounding board for both of them. I, you know, I know when I'm with a Browns fan, uh, a couple of Browns fan, and we're talking Cleveland Browns, it's, it's, you know, we're not arguing, we're not debating. We're having a, we're having a skull session about the team. It never hurts to have a sounding board. Um, never hurts to have a sounding board. So I think they're going to keep him unless he totally bombs out. If he bombs out against Kansas City, then uh, Andrew Berry's too smart to realize this is uh, one of those years where <laughs> the window of opportunity is wide open, and they have to get they have to have a reliable kicker. Um, Oh, and getting to the rest of the special teams, I thought one of my biggest things is coverage units. Um, I They have just gotten worse and worse and worse. Uh, I, but this preseason, they've gotten better every time. Uh, punt, they had a, the first punt was an 11-yard return by the Eagles. After that, the punt return unit did a great job. They had a couple uh, little long kickoff returns late in the uh, fourth quarter, but those guys weren't going to be on the roster anyway. When the guys that mattered were in, they made the difference. So I'm very happy with the way Bubba Ventrone is, has made the, the coverage units better game after game after game. Let's see if he can do it with Cade York. I'll give him the benefit of that. Um, what else is there to talk about? 
Not much. Um, going into Kansas City, noon game. Again, NFL Network. Oh, also injuries. Uh, luckily, uh, only a couple guys who were day-to-day and uh, Ronnie Hickman, who uh, was cleared of percussion. Uh, I mean, concussion. Um, if I was an Eagles fan, I'd be worried about death. It seems like they were dropping like flies the entire game. I mean, they carted a couple guys off the field. That's wow. Um, I'd be worried if I were the Eagles about their death, but they're still the team to beat in the NFC. They are. They they are better than anybody in the NFC. And for the Browns to play him to essentially a tie uh, for the entire week for that four-day period, I, I am very happy in the direction this team is going. Um, the offense, believe me, is very vanilla right now. And Jim Schwartz is just showing enough. He's doing a lot of uh, secondary blitzes, which I love. Uh, he's got the players to do it. Um, I can't wait for game one, but right now we're going to get ready for Kansas City. Again, it's going to be vanilla. Let's see what uh, the Cleveland media panics over uh, <laughs> next week. I'm sure they got to find something to talk about this week. Uh, it, it won't be the offense, I guarantee you, because they look good. They look good. And the defense, uh, flying to the ball, getting turnovers. I love it. Getting sacks. Six sacks and again second safety in the preseason phenomenal job so that's it for me uh i will be on the road on monday i'm heading out for a little uh r and r vacation something to clear my mind to get ready for the nfl season um again this is the cleveland browns dog pound south podcast part of the uh fanatical elves network uh which is part of the fans first network Follow us, subscribe. You can subscribe uh, and uh, follow Apple, uh, Spotify, YouTube. Um, we're all over the place. Again, Google uh, Cleveland Browns podcast. We're in the top. We're up there in the top. And it's all because of you who are watching this, listening to us, following and subscribing. So thanks again from Nashville, Tennessee. Go Browns.